Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, this is episode 5 of the Faith in Kids God With Us Christmas Podcasts. Hello. Hello. Hello, Ed. Hello. Hello. Ed's batches haven't run out. Jam, how was your Christmas? (laughs) Magic and marvellous, wonderful, quiet, I think like everybody's. I don't know, actually, maybe other people's had much noisier ones than me. But all I do know is I'm slightly covered in chocolate wrappers, you know, and, and the fridge is just about starting to recover. Everyone, Jam, had a better Christmas than you. I think it's conclusive. <laughs> Amy, how was your Christmas? Um, it, it was, it was, it's over. That's, <laughs> I love Boxing Day. When you get to Boxing Day and you've done it, the meal is done, the gifts are done, the fighting is done, the exhaustion is done. We can actually just enjoy ourselves now. Just so you know, Amy, no child has ever said that. <laughs> no, no, this is, I've now realised I'm at safely in the mum zone. The mums go, yay, Boxing Day. Um, yeah, we survived. Let's make a sandwich using very strange things. Oh, I would happily eat turkey sandwiches forever. Turkey yeah. with, with sausage and stuffing, oh, little, bit of, little bit of mayonnaise, cranberry and a gherkin. Yes. I'm going yeah. to get one now. <laughs> Ed's, Ed's just leaving us while Ed goes off to get a turkey sandwich uh, let's have a whip around question and let's think about maybe not this Christmas but in previous Christmases the best Christmas present you ever had um, I can go first I once got a perfectly formed not full size uh, toy snooker table and it transformed my life um, so yeah that was a really real big surprise one year never forget that well, the best Christmas present I think I ever got was my rally shopper bike. Christmas morning, there was a ribbon attached to the end of my bed that went all the way downstairs. White, pink and grey stripes, white basket on the front, grey bag on the back. I rode up and down the street on Christmas morning in my pyjamas with my knit lotion still glistening in my hair on my rally shopper bike. Wow, that's a powerful image. <laughs> Ed, what about you? I'm actually picking one from my last two Christmases because my mother-in-law, that is my wife's mum, she knits jumpers for the children and broadly they don't know how brilliant they are. And I I didn't mean to complain that they were wasted on them, but I did. 
she knitted one for me. I wow. never, ever thought she would because it takes 10 times longer to knit for me. I've got long arms. She did it and I genuinely love it. It's a, In a way, it's a Christmas jumper and we all know Ed loves a Christmas oh, jumper. I, really, really thick jumpers. The kind that are so heavy you can barely walk in them. Ed's not taking off his Christmas jumper until February. And then at that point, there's a two-week gap and then he starts wearing shorts. <laughs> so, whip around question. Discuss for a minute. What was your best ever present and why? was interesting and uh, not too offensive if somebody wasn't didn't pick the present that you gave them let's not worry about that let's keep moving we're talking about presents because we're thinking about the wise men who came to see Jesus and they obviously had some presents and we'll think about those in a bit although actually we're not really thinking about the presents so much uh, this time what we are thinking about is the wise wise men jam please can you festoon us with fun facts about wise people I have two handed to me by Ella, our Christmas elf. And the first one is about William James Siddis. And he was so, 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 so wise, he had an estimated IQ of between 250 and 300. His was about 100 higher than Albert Einstein's. And apparently he could read the newspaper before he was two. So he was basically a very, 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 very clever person. I can't read a whole newspaper now. I mean, I can read the words, but I just lose concentration. And this is the time of year where we read a newspaper and then realise that we've been asleep for an hour. Um, And then the second very, very wise person is Michael Nicholson from the wonderfully named Kalamazoo in in Michigan. That's a real place, by the way, Kalamazoo. Wow. He's been studying at college for over 55 years. And that made me think, oh, maybe he's not very clever. (laughs) It's taken him 55 years to to get his degree. And actually, he's done 30 degrees. All that tells to me is not necessarily that he's very clever, but he he likes exams. Wow. I wonder if he's ever had a job in all that time, or if he just does the learning. He has to do a job in order to pay for all of these degrees that he's doing. I bet he doesn't. I bet someone else does. I met somebody last year who was doing a PhD. And what that means is you're so clever that you become a doctor of philosophy, which means that the word doctor appears before your name. But he was doing two different ones at the same time. And I said, you're only doing that so that we have to call you doctor, doctor. And he said, yes, that is true. That is one of the reasons why I'm doing it. There you go. So that was quite illuminating anyway. So those are our fun facts about clever people, Ed. Because today we're looking at those wise men and they really were very clever. 
in their day, they would have won all their awards. They would have got so many postcards home from their teacher. They'd have known how to use an apostrophe and everything. You can carry on oh, now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they... And a semicolon. I have no idea how to use those. And I'm a writer. Go on, Ed. No, I want Amy now to tell us one of those funny phrases that our children use in, in English lessons that we never use, like a pejorative precursing. <laughs> well, when they talk about... Um, subordinate clauses. Which uh, is the yeah. subordinate no. clause in this sentence? That's it. My favourite is a fronted adverbial, fronted which sounds adverbial. like a very angry word. It does sound like a medical procedure. I'm afraid he's gone in for a fronted anyway. adverbial. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. We do let you down. We weren't taught any of this stuff. And now somehow we're meant to be there while you're being taught it. Anyway, Ed, what's with these wise men? We're looking at the, the moment when the wise men met Jesus. What do very, very clever people who know more than you'll ever forget do when they meet a toddler, Jesus Christ? Let's listen to the Bible passage now. We're in Matthew chapter 2 and we're going to start at verse 9. Listen in for how the wise men meet Jesus. The wise men heard the king and then left. They saw the same star they had seen in the east. It went before them until it stopped above the place where the child was. When the wise men saw the star, they were filled with joy. They went to the house where the child was and saw him with his mother, Mary. They bowed down and worshipped the child. They opened the gifts they brought for him. They gave him treasures of gold, frankincense and myrrh. But God warned the wise men in a dream not to go back to Herod. So they went home to their own country by a different way. We've got a sketch now to help us get our heads around what's just happened. In this sketch, we've got the wise men about to go in to meet Jesus and they're having a bit of a panic about whether they've got the right presents. Okay, we're about to meet this toddler who's going to be some sort of king, so we cannot mess this up. With you, 100%. We need to think about presents. You know what the shepherds gave this baby? A lamb. (laughs) Hashtag awkward. Fluffy lamb? He probably loved it. Probably. We cannot take that risk. We've come too far. We need to make sure we've got the perfect present. It's okay. Melky's off getting the presents now. Do you know what he's getting? Weird presents. He's getting gold, incense and myrrh. Yes, weird presents. Very weird. Who gives gold? It's the ultimate present fit for a king. No, it isn't. Being a king is hard. He'll need this. Oh, a book. Kingship for dummies? We can't give him that. Why not? He's God's chosen king. He's not a dummy. If kings want to know what a king is, they need to look at this king. God's king. The king of kings. Hmm. So lose the book? Lose the book. Okay, the book's gone. But Melky's getting frankincense. Smelly stuff. That's what you give your mum when you can't think of anything else. Not a toddler. So we should give him this. A music box. It's nice, but incense is what you worship with. He's not just a king. He's Emmanuel, God with us. So, lose the music box? I like it. It's just missing the point. Okay, I'll have it on standby. I'm just not giving him myrrh. That's for dead people. You put it on dead bodies. Ugh! For a toddler, that is actually the worst present ever. Granted, that is an odd one. 
But you know what I would give him? A bib? No. A telescope? No. Some sort of play mat with one of those arches over the top? No. We give him ourselves. We bow down and worship him. Bow down to a toddler? Yes. Worship a toddler? Yes. That's not a bad idea. I mean, he is a king. The king of kings. Okay, we'll go with that. And then if it looks like it's going wrong, I'll whip out the music box. It'll be fine. Really? Really. Okay, let's do this. Covid living means there are very few ways of saying hello to people. No hugs, no handshakes, no kisses. Maybe this is a dream for you that granny no longer kisses you on the cheek with granny kisses. But there are normally so many ways of saying hello to people, not so many ways when you meet a toddler. I met a toddler yesterday. I've not met him before. He was called Nathan. He was a little wriggler. He wanted to run around in church. And when I met him, I spoke a bit more quietly. I came down to his level and looked him in the eye. And he ran off down the aisle as soon as I'd spoken to him. Maybe I Hang got... on, this is how you talk to me. <laughs> Jam, I'm not going to tell you what I think when I talk to you quietly in my gentle voice. <laughs> okay. Maybe I got it wrong, but I'm not sure what I should have done when I said hello to Nathan. Do you think I should have copied the wise men? Listen out for what they did when they met the toddler Jesus for the first time. When the wise men saw the star, they were filled with joy. They went to the house where the child was and saw him with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped the child. Can you picture that in your head? A bunch of incredibly clever people on their knees, faces to the floor, hands resting on the ground, in the mud, in front of a toddler. Next time you see a toddler, do you want to try it? Why would anyone do that? Why would you bow down to a toddler? We know they came from the east, far away, a hard, hard journey, sand got everywhere. The one thing we know about them is they weren't from God's people. They'd been given a star by God to find Jesus. Without a star, they never would have got to the Messiah. But they certainly weren't Jewish. Never been to church, never been to a synagogue. They didn't know their Bible stories. They looked different. Everyone in Bethlehem would have seen them and thought they're foreign. They probably looked like they belonged to a different religion. Everything about them was different to God's people. Different skin, different hair, different clothes, different hats, different way of speaking, different accent. So why would they bow down to a Jewish toddler? If you've been following in this story of the wise men, this toddler Jesus is given three names. The wise men in verse 2 called him the king. He's the absolute ruler of God's world. Herod calls him the Christ because he's been chosen by God, the final king who'll rule forever. The prophecy written by Isaiah calls him the shepherd 
because he came to care. Like a good shepherd, he puts the needs of his flock before his own. That's why he died, putting your needs before his own. This toddler is the king, the Christ, the shepherd. Could you dream of anyone better to worship? There'll never be anyone better to worship. Worshipping Jesus is the wise thing to do. Worshipping Jesus is when we say, I will do everything to serve Jesus instead of doing what I want to do. Worshipping Jesus is when we look after someone else when we'd rather look after ourselves. Worshipping Jesus is when we do what our parents have asked instead of what we'd much rather do ourselves. Worshipping Jesus is when we tell others about him even when it feels incredibly awkward. Worshipping Jesus is wanting to celebrate his birth instead of opening all the presents. Let's worship Jesus with our choices today. Let's give Jesus everything that is precious to us, even our time. And let's see how our decisions become wiser, because his spirit is helping us to be wise and to worship him. Let me pray that his spirit would do that for us. Dear Father, we thank you that if we're trusting Jesus, your spirit is helping us to worship him. Your spirit is helping us to change our decisions, to be wise. Father, please help us to worship Jesus so that we even enjoy it. Help us to be wise. Amen. 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 Lots to think about there. And so we've got a bit of a chance to do that now with It's Got Questions. Under fives, what did the wise men do when they found Jesus? Fives to sevens, what is surprising about how they met Jesus? Eights to elevens, why did these incredibly intelligent people meet the toddler like this? Over elevens. Pick one of today's choices, something you're actually going to have to decide. How can you worship Jesus with that choice? These are very good questions to be thinking about at the start of a brand new year, aren't they? How are we going to worship Jesus this next year? Amy, can you think of a decision in your day where you have to choose to do it differently because you want to worship Jesus? Um, so I think in the morning um, to make a bit of extra time to make sure that we pray and read the Bible together. That is a decision to say, I'm not going to watch telly. I'm not going to do what's easier. I'm going to do what's harder. I think every time that I am saying others instead of me. Jam, have you got an example from your life where you have to choose to be wise to worship Jesus? So for me... It's not just about reading the Bible, but then it's behavior. And so the time that we get most cross with each other is when we are trying to leave the house in a hurry. <laughs> and our plan for 2021 is to do that better so that we're not annoying each other and being angry with each other, which is not what Jesus wants us to do. And therefore, that means a bit like the same thing with Amy, just doing everything slightly sooner so we're not in a rush and not losing our tempers with each other. So it's not just about 
reading the Bible is also about how you behave and making choices so that we can reflect Jesus more to each other in our lives. Thanks, Jam. Thanks, Amy. We're going to have a song now. And just for a change, our song is from Awesome Cutlery. Michael Tinker has been doing some great work for us and he's got a great album out as well. So you can go and look for that. But here's Awesome Cutlery with one of our favourites, King Forever. forever we won. And there's a bit of rapping. Very good. Let's go. A long, 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 long time ago, God made a promise. He would send a king A great, 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 great grandson promised to David He would be a great king who would rule forevermore Travelling through time to the time of Isaiah. Here we go. A long, 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 long time ago, God sent a prophet to describe his king. Wonderful, powerful, peaceful, eternal, he will have a kingdom. It will have no end, he is the king of everyone. Look in the show notes for how you can get hold of awesome cutleries, fab CDs and resources. Thank you for joining us. We've loved doing these five episodes. We believe God is with us. That's what Christmas is for. But God is always with us. Keep going with him. Have a great 2021. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Listen up, everybody. He's the king of all history, the king of the future, the king right now. The king of your street, he's the king of your home But is he your king? Because he's seated on his throne He's the king of your street and the king of your home And he's coming back in glory so that everyone will know No! No, what? What? I just had a weird dream Oh, it's just a dream Yeah, like dreams are never important in Bible times. Okay, okay. What did you see in your dream? I was in an exam about the constellations and stars, except the page was blank, and my pen had turned into chocolate, and I started eating it. And then I ran out and straight into someone who called herself Auntie Brenda, who said that I was wasting my life looking at stars and should go out and get a proper job, which I thought was a bit harsh. And then I saw my old PE teacher dressed as a giant egg and he started chasing me. And then an angel turned up showing me King Herod as a shepherd with a huge sword and terrified sheep. And I ran up this road to Herod's palace, but the path was blocked. And then I looked down and discovered I was naked. And then I woke up. Right. What do you think it means? Uh, That we shouldn't tell Herod where the child is and go home by another route? Oh, it probably means that. Uh, Yeah, we, we, we should do that. Go back to sleep. Okay.
I can't sleep. Um, is it all right if I? Fine, if it helps you sleep. <sighs> so relieved you didn't want the music box. Under fives, what did the wise men do when they found Jesus? Fives to sevens, what is surprising about how they met Jesus? Eights to elevens, why did these incredibly intelligent people meet the toddler like this? Over elevens, pick one of today's choices, something you're actually going to have to decide. How can you worship Jesus with that choice? Off you go. Can you do that again, Jam? You had too many subordinate clauses. <laughs> I did. 